You're listening to episode 49 on Abundant After Abortion. Let's talk mindset. Hey, girlfriend, welcome to Abundant After Abortion. I am your host, Katie Chavez, and this is the podcast where I help you create an abundant life after abortion through teaching you various coaching tools sharing my own discoveries and experience of life after abortion, as well as interview others who have valuable insights to share. Now, let's get into today's episode. Hey, hey, ladies. I am giving a talk to a group of women Um, tomorrow, actually, at the time of this recording, and I thought I would share what I'm going to be talking about with you here on the podcast. So two for one, super cool. And then Friday, so when this episode airs, I will be interviewing Tony McFadden. I am really excited to have her to host her on my podcast. She is a speaker. She's written her story in a book, and she's an advocate for women who have had abortion experiences, just like I am. So I'm really excited for her to share a little bit of her story, and then we're going to be talking about abortion topics, like post-abortion subjects. Um, So stay tuned for her episode to come out next week. Um, Until then, I am going to be sharing tomorrow with a group of um, single moms about mindset. Um, So I'll be sharing a little bit of my story and so a little bit of my story. So hi, I'm Katie Chavez. I'm in Dallas, Texas. I'm from central Minnesota. And um, Dallas, I was going to say something about that. Oh, I partnered with a holistic wellness friend of mine. She has a holistic wellness company and I will be doing some personal training with her at different corporations she uh, has partnerships with. And part of that opportunity was, is to have speaking engagements or um, present a keynote to different groups of people that she is involved with. One of which is a group of single moms. Um, let me see. The organization is called, um, it is, I'm pulling it up here, live in my shoes. So that's where I will be sharing this talk on mindset and it is applicable for everybody and anybody. So that is why I thought I would share it here with you. Okay. Yes, I'm from Dallas, Texas, grew up in central Minnesota, and I shared like here and there before on the podcast a little of my story of how um, I really struggled with a very low self-esteem in my high school years, like when I was even pre-high school when I was younger. Uh, I was homeschooled, and so I really struggled a lot in school, and as Part of this struggle with learning and teaching myself, (laughs) reading, like trying to learn by reading, which I am not a very, that's not how I learned. (laughs) I don't learn by reading. I learn by 
being taught. Teach it to me, right? I got to see it, explain it to me, hands on. So I told myself day in and day out, okay, notice I just said I told myself. So that's a little part of what we're talking about today. I told that was an action I did. That was a decision I make, but I gathered this conclusion. I gathered these I made the decision to tell myself I was dumb, I'm stupid, based on my circumstances. Based on my experience of school, I decided I'm dumb, I'm stupid, I'm never going to do anything with my life, I don't have a future, like, there's no point in living, I just don't have anything to live for, and so that was my narrative for years, so in high school, mm, all through high school, like I just, I didn't have friends. I thought I was ugly. I lived out in the country. It was like pre-internet. I did not have a sense of fashion. All the reasons in the world why I thought I'm never going to amount to anything. I'm dumb. So I'm not going to go to college. I'm not going to get a job. Like I'm such a loser. That was my decision to tell myself this story for a long time, several years. And then I graduated from high school. Long story short, I went to East Texas right out of high school for a gap year program type of thing. So it was not college, but I attended this internship, this Christian internship. I ended up staying there for three years, turned my life around, changed my life. I did so many things that I never thought were possible in and of my own self. No way in the world I could ever do some of the things that I did while I was at the internship. So it really was the first introduction to me dreaming bigger, like thinking outside of what I thought my circumstances were, what I thought was possible. It really stretched me the time that I was there and taught me like, you don't have to think according to where you're at which is what I had been doing for so long. I'm out in the country. I don't have friends. I don't go to school. Like I stay at home and I don't get out and I don't know anybody. And I am so dumb because I can't get math. I hate algebra. Like I had such a low self-esteem, but I was only thinking equal to my circumstances, which was left to my interpretation. Girlfriend, how often do we do this? Interpret our own situation to our own way of making it mean. This must mean this. This must mean I'm never going to find love. I'm never going to get a job. I'm never going to do anything with my life because I'm not going to go to college. And so we tell ourselves the story of our own lives based on our interpretation of our circumstances. Oh. My goodness, it's just a setup for really, we are creating the life that we're living because it comes from this interpretation of our circumstances that we feed ourselves. So, what do you want to live? What do you want to experience in life? Because that is completely up to you. That is totally in your ability to think about. I was only seeing two inches in front of my nose. This is all I knew. This is all I was ever going to do, be, have, achieve, accomplish. And that all changed 
it was a gradual progression. It started with breaking out of my comfort zone and doing what I thought was crazy. Moving to Texas, I'd never even left the state of Minnesota. Okay, I did on a mission trip one time in in high school. One or two times, like one state over uh, Illinois and Wisconsin, I think, is like the furthest I had ever been. <clears throat> and here I am moving literally to the other end of the country uh, for school or for this internship. And I thought, wow, I can't believe my parents are letting me do this. This is so crazy. How am I, how am I going to get there? Am I going to drive? What am I going to take? This is so crazy. So that was like a key moment in my life. And maybe you have, or let me ask, what is a key moment in your life that was like the like breaking the shell, breaking the shell of what you thought was possible. It was like an introduction to dreaming a little bigger, something that you never thought would happen. Amazing, incredible, mind blowing. And it happened. And you were like, oh my gosh, I can't believe it. That's, that was the start for me. I guess it was like what I needed to start thinking, hmm, maybe more things are possible. What else is possible? If I can do this, what else have I been telling myself is impossible or too hard or outside of my scope, outside of my reach? Maybe it's not. And what if I thought about that? Okay, so I think I've talked before here about the model but I'm just going to give it to you again in a nutshell, because this is how we live our life. There are five things in the world. There are circumstances, situations, circumstances, facts. So blue sky, three o'clock on Tuesday, they're circumstances. They're neutral. They're factual. They're just things that are in the world. Okay. And then there are thoughts. We have thoughts about things. We think stuff day in, day out, sun up, sun down, pretty much unless you're a dude, nonstop. We're thinking nonstop, unless you're a dude. That's possible <laughs> for you to not be thinking something. <laughs> I don't know if that's possible for us girls, but we think thoughts, okay? <clears throat> we have emotions. We have feelings that we experience in our body and sensations. They're two different things, but as far as feeling and experiencing, we have emotions and sensations. I feel hot. That's a sensation. I am sad. That is a emotion, a feeling. Okay. So then there are, so number four, there are actions, things we do. I'm driving to work. I'm recording my podcast. I'm going to the gym. I'm cooking lunch. These are things that we do. I'm giving him the cold shoulder. <laughs> um, yeah, things we do. And then there is the result that is created and that we experience in our life. So circumstances, thoughts, feelings, actions, results. This is the model that we use in coaching, at least with the life coach school. And we want to learn how to recognize unintentional models and 
intentional models. So we're talking about thoughts and it's so natural, so easy to think or feel like thoughts think us. Thoughts just come into our mind. I'm not choosing that. It's just, I think this every day or, okay, making a note about that. Or like, I'm not in control of my thinking. My thoughts just come into my mind and I just think them. So there's unintentional, like by default, I'm just thinking this, or I didn't mean to think that I just did. And intentional, which obviously means like I'm choosing to think this intentionally. So we have both models going on in our lives all the time. And it's really fun to play around with figuring out how we got a result in our life. How did I get to be the weight that I am? How did I get to have the dollar amount that I have in my bank account? These are circumstances and results. Like I want to figure out how I got this or how this came about in my life. Maybe um, how did the result of abortion come into my life experience? Was that of my doing? Was that intentional, unintentional? And we can work in the model at any point, circumstance, thought, emotion, action, result. You can pick any one of these and like reverse engineer your way around to fill out the model. So <clears throat> I want you to know about the model, about the five things that exist in the world and play around with it. Just experiment, explore. Okay. If I'm thinking, okay, Katie, if I'm thinking I'm dumb and I'm feeling depressed, I I'm not going to apply myself in school. I'm going to pull back in school because I'm already believing I can't get this. I can't understand this because I'm telling myself I'm dumb. So do you see how that would probably create the result that would reflect in my grades? I'm an FD student, C minus. Like I create that 100%, but I'm thinking I'm dumb because because of the circumstance, let's say doing algebra problems, doing algebra problems. And I'm saying I'm dumb. So the algebra problem is not positive or negative. It just is a thing that exists in the world, right? Algebra problem. But I have a thought about it. I'm not feeling dumb because of the algebra problem. The algebra problem is not making me feel dumb. An algebra problem does not have that power. <laughs> it's just um, writing on a piece of paper. It's just a figure in a book. It has no influence to make me feel one way or the other. But when I apply my thinking to the algebra problem in my workbook, now I'm feeling, am I feeling positive, negative, hopeful, happy, fun, hateful, regretful, dumb? That's completely up to me and the thought I put on the algebra problem, which is the circumstance. So I hope that makes sense. And I encourage you to play with, experiment with the model. 
So we have thoughts about circumstances and it's our thought that makes us feel. Now I would argue, I would have argued with you on this. Uh, my younger self would have, I would argue, no, it's my ex. It's my boss. It's the fact that I'm broke. Look at my sappy bank account or I had an abortion and this is why I'm feeling X, Y, Z. I would blame circumstances for how I feel. Trick question. Is this why we feel the way we feel? It really feels like, yeah, yeah, my partner did this and I am really upset. That, that seems really true and factual. My boss did this and now I'm upset or whatever. We're thinking the circumstance is making me feel that, that I would have argued that till I was blue in the face, but it's actually better that it's our thoughts and not the actual thing. This, I, so I would be defensive. My natural response would be to be defensive and argumentative about that because that makes me feel like I'm to blame and it's my fault and I'm the bad guy here and I'm the bad person. And if I'm feeling dumb or sucky or bad and it's my fault, like, what are, what? I would be so upset that you would accuse me of that. Does that make sense? Maybe you feel the same way. I would be defensive. Like, how dare you? How, how could you think that I would be the one putting myself in this situation? You're ridiculous. I'm fighting tooth and nail to get out of this sucky situation, whatever it is. And it's just not happening and I'm still stuck and I can't get out and I can't get away from him. And I already made the decision and everything's awful. I would want to defend myself, but honey, it's actually a good thing that it is coming from our thinking because that means you're not a victim. I wanted to be a victim of my circumstances. I wanted to say, I can't make more money because there's no good jobs out there. And that's true. And I'm stuck and I've tried. I wanted to be the victim because that was my way of staying safe and getting out of being responsible. But if in fact, and it is, if our emotions and how we're feeling is coming from our thoughts and not the circumstance that means we can do something about it. It's not in somebody else's hands for us to feel differently or create a different experience in our life. It's not up to the president or my partner or my boss. It's not up to something outside of me or somebody else. It's completely within my ability, my control, my power to think differently about. And that's it. That was the biggest shift for me. Because I thought for so long, let's say, I don't know, 15 to 25, like 10 plus years, I was stuck in this perpetual thinking of I can't, I'm stuck, there's no way, it's too hard. Like I went to Texas, ha had such a transformation, changed my life. And then I came back to Minnesota and that, if you know my story, that's where I met Mr. Wrong and got into a relationship I had no business being in, ended up being 
falling pregnant and we had an abortion together. And I was broke. I was angry. I was heartbroken. I was upset. I lost trust in myself because I thought I was this good, righteous person. And here I am screwing up my life. And I was so upset about everything. And I was blaming my circumstances though for such a long time. I just did not, I didn't understand it yet. I didn't get it yet. <laughs> and it took time. It, when I look back on my life, I don't know about you. Maybe you're in a situation right now that two years from now, you're going to look back and see how it all played a part. It is happening on purpose and it's a part of how your life is unfolding actually exactly the way it is supposed to for you. Isn't that crazy? Ooh. When I look back on my life, I was, I was totally blinded, like blind by how my thinking was creating my experience of my life. But in, in the moment at that time, I was being a victim and saying, it's not my fault. It's everything but me. I am innocent. I am not to blame. But it's all, it all happened step by step, chronologically, like in order, exactly as it did for a purpose. And if anything were different, I mean, yeah, my life would be totally different. It's really crazy. And everything is unfolding for you and for me exactly how it is supposed to. And when you believe that thought, when you think that way, it puts a different perspective on what you're going through right now that you may feel tempted to think like is not the way you want it to be. I don't want this to be happening. I should be there by now. I should be better. I should be succeeding or my life should look different than what it is right now. But if you hold to this belief that everything is happening the way it's supposed to for my best outcome, like my best life, it just makes you feel a little differently about what you're going through in this very moment. Ah. Okay. <clears throat> so, all right. We're establishing the fact that it's not the circumstances of our life that is making us feel bitter or guilty or regretful. Mm? How do we know? Okay. You're, you're proposing this Katie, but how do we know it's not my partner that's making me sad or fill in the blank? What's your situation? How do we know? Okay. <clears throat> how many of us have had a job interview. Probably most of us, I imagine, we've had a job interview at one point in our lives. How many of us felt excited? I love change. So I love new stuff. I, I get excited for change. How many of us were anxious? Yeah, maybe some knots in our stomach. Oh my gosh, I have an interview. What if I don't know the answer to a question? What if I lie? <laughs> um, how many of us were, I don't know, something else, nervous? How could we all feel differently over the same situation? Job interview. The job interview is not positive or negative. It just is what it is. It's a, it's interviewing at a potential employer, but we think differently. We all have different thoughts about the job interview. And that is what is generating the emotions that we're feeling. 
grateful for the job interview, excited for the job interview. Um, probably not sad. Who feels sad? Maybe you do feel sad. I wish I didn't have to leave my old job and now I have this interview and I feel sad. That's the thought that's creating the emotion. Exactly. Do you see? Because we all have different thoughts. So that's how we know that it's not the circumstance that's making us feel. And when you get that, when you, when that makes sense, that can change everything. Yeah, it did for me. <laughs> it can change everything. You are back in control. You know that you're the one. Okay. Is it an intentional thought or an unintentional thought? I, my thought I'm broke. I'm never going to have enough to ever buy anything other than pay my bills. I thought that for so long in my twenties, that was an unintentional thought because that came from what I believed about my circumstances. I could have chosen to think like higher than my circumstances beyond my circumstances. Remember, I was only thinking two inches in front of my nose. I was only seeing tomorrow or next week. I wasn't thinking big picture. I, I could have intentionally chosen to think like things are tight right now, but, but, okay, they're not going to be this way forever. Um, my break is coming. I would have to choose to think that instead of let my circumstances influence me or dictate what I think and how I feel. Do not let your circumstances dictate how you think and what you feel. You get to decide. We all have that gift, that ability, that superpower. And it's a skill that we grow in to start being aware of our thinking. So this, again, like in addition, <laughs> I have so many things that changed my life that were the shift I needed in my life. One of which was watching myself think, like being aware that I'm having this thought. Because before, right, before I'm like just like a robot being controlled by my thoughts. I was believing them hook, line, and sinker. No doubt in my mind, no question. It was just, yeah, this is absolutely true. Why would I question this? Why would I stop to think about this? And by the way, I'm right. Oh my gosh, that was so big. So big for me too. I'm right. Here's the evidence. I'm going to fight you on it because I'm right. And I was so defensive like I would have argued so hard because I wanted to be right. I was, I could not be wrong. I was not willing or open to be wrong or see it differently. Not that I had to be wrong, but see it from a different perspective. Uh, Cause I, I just wanted to protect myself and be a victim so that people could feel sorry for me. And so that I would be deserving of a break, deserving of, um, not handouts. That's, I think that's really what I thought about myself. Like I deserve a discount. I deserve a break. Um, I deserve some empathy, some compassion, some understanding. Cause I was feeling sorry for myself and I believed I couldn't get out. So everybody else should see me that way too. But 
that narrative, that line of thinking put me in the action of doing things so that that could be my reality. I wanted that to be the reality of my life. So I had to do things for that to be my experience so that it would be true in my life. Do you see that? But that's coming from my thinking. Wow. We really do have the ability and the power to change our lives. And it's through the help of the Holy Spirit. Let's be real. We don't have power in and of ourselves. We need help. We need help from the Holy Spirit to renew our minds, to change how we're thinking, to let go of the past, to forgive whoever, everybody, ourselves, anyone, all these things. Let's be real. <laughs> we don't have it in and of ourselves. We need help. Totally. Okay. Um, watching yourself observe your thoughts. So no longer are we just believing our thinking hook, line, and sinker, but you can pause. I encourage you to do this frequently throughout the day. Pause, especially if you're feeling something stressed, depressed, anxious, like whatever you're feeling, be like, wait a second, stop. What's going on here? What am I thinking? Because unless we stop, we're just going to be operating out of default, like unconscious, subconscious acting. Because <laughs> we're not stopping to think about what we're thinking about. So every thought that we have, every thought that enters your mind, we either consent to and allow we mull on it. We don't question it. We don't bat an eye. We just, yep, come on in, have a seat. Let's go. Or every thought that enters your mind, we can choose to acknowledge. Oh, I see. I'm thinking that. Wow. Um, and we don't have to entertain it. You don't have to believe it. You can see, oh, I'm thinking this thought. I'm dumb. I thought it was true, but now that I'm looking at it, let me get curious. Is there any evidence to the contrary? Like, let's get curious and explore this thought that I am just nabbing out of thin air. I see I'm thinking this. I'm observing how I feel when I'm thinking I'm dumb. And I feel hopeless or discouraged to even try to apply myself to do better, as was my experience. So what we allow ourselves to think upon, agree with, and not question when we just think, 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 yep, 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 come have a seat. That's right. That's true. Come on in. I'm thinking, I'm thinking, I'm thinking. These become our habits. And when we are after a period of time, I'm depressed for a period of time, or I'm chronically anxious, uh, or I'm feeling this negative emotion for an extended period of time, guess what? That becomes our temperament. That becomes our state of being, our mental state. Listen to me. 
this is just because of thoughts we've allowed ourselves to think over and over and over for a period of time. Here's the good news. I can attest. You can change. Because I was a of a temperament, of a state of mind, a state of being for a long time. Mm, over 10 years. 10, 15 years. I'm dumb. I'm broke. I'm never going to amount to anything. I'm never going to do anything with my life. I'm ugly. <laughs> like I just had such a low self-esteem and I thought that for a long time. And that became my belief, my automatic way of thinking. It was a habit of just thinking that way. Cause I didn't question. I just said, look at the mirror. It's true. Look at what I did in my life. It's true. And I, again, here we go. I want to argue Here's the evidence that I'm right and I get to be a victim. Poor me. Give me a break. Cut me some slack. I deserve help. And so, of course, that would not get me anywhere in my life. It's like a self-fulfilling prophecy. So we get to decide what you want to believe. And here's the beauty is that it doesn't even have to be your reality. When you decide what you want to believe and you choose to think that, just like exercising a muscle or driving a manual car, you are doing the work, you're doing the effort because that thought doesn't come naturally. No, the negative crappy thoughts are what come naturally. So you have to choose to shift the car. You have to do the work of putting the thought in your mind. But when you do that, you choose what you want to think and believe. It doesn't matter if it's your reality or not. Your brain doesn't know the difference. When you think a thought and you can ask, how will this feel? How will it feel when I'm not broke? Okay. And then practice feeling that I'm going to be so relieved. I'm not going to be stressed anymore. What's that going to be like? And you practice how that feels. Your brain does not know the difference. So it's just an exercise that we can decide to practice and your brain doesn't know the difference whether it's real or practiced in your mind and in your body. Hmm. That's true because when you're thinking when I'm thinking I'm dumb, I just decided to think that. It wasn't true. I wanted to believe that and I fed it to myself over and over and over and my brain followed suit whether it was true or not. So it works both ways to the negative and to the positive, like find where you've done that negatively in your life saying I'm ugly, I'm broke. I'll never look what I've done. It's not possible for me. Your brain's like, yep. Okay. You're the boss. Let's put it into action. Like you put the cassette in and it's going to play. All right, so we can change our beliefs by deciding what we think. Caveat, doesn't matter if it's your reality or not, or if it's true or not, because your brain will follow suit with what you decide to put into it, what you decide 
to manually feed it. Okay, but this takes practice and that's why we get help. That's why we need the power of the Holy Spirit to help us. Um, and a friend, a partner, a coach, we can use help to break this habit because it can be hard. Old habits die, die hard. <laughs> and it's too easy to let our circumstances tell us what we should think and how we should think. It's too easy to wake up and see that it's raining out and feel gloomy. Dude, it's like autopilot, but it doesn't have to be that way. Have you ever heard that verse? We walk by faith, not by sight. Yeah, it doesn't matter what is real outside of us. Like I have mentioned before, a book that I recommend to anybody and everybody. It's by Byron Katie. It's called Loving What Is. We do not want to be in disagreement with reality, but what is real right now doesn't have to be real forever. And you can think futuristically with what is possible for you and believe that that is more real than what it might be true for you in the moment. It's like a real brain flip here. <clears throat> we walk by faith, not by sight. I see my bank account is empty, but I believe that my breakthrough is coming or it's not going to be this way forever. I have access to the funds I need at all times. Okay. So we get to practice thinking these thoughts and your brain doesn't know the difference when we do practice. Um, perfect. Okay. How are we doing for time? Not bad. So we're noticing our thinking. We have the model. We're clear on circumstances. They are just the facts, the neutral facts. If you're adding flair to your circumstances, that is your thought. Okay. So separating thoughts from circumstances. And then what we think produces an emotion and thoughts are things because when we think it creates a chemical response in our brain, it's crazy. Like thoughts are not just invisible things that I don't know. Aren't real? They are real. They're things. It's crazy. So do a do this exercise every day. Wake up and write down some thoughts or in the middle of the day or if you're having a stressful moment, write out your thoughts so you get them out of your head and you can see it on a piece of paper. Cuz if it's in your mind, out of sight, well, it's in your mind. So out of sight, in your mind. And we're not aware of it. We're just not seeing what's up in our head. So when you write it out, I'm dumb. I can't. He was rude to me. And you're writing out your thoughts. You're able to connect what you feel. How do I feel? Why am I thinking this? Where is this coming from? What else is true? Let's get curious. And being aware of your thinking is like such a an amazing step. It's the difference between running on autopilot and breaking that pattern. Just being aware of what your thought is. I can't emphasize that enough. That's enough. <laughs> Just to be like, oh my gosh, look, I'm thinking that thought. That is literally it. Because you've broken the habit 
of running on autopilot and living your life unaware. Does that make sense? I've done that for so long, living unaware, but thinking it's true. <laughs> That's why I didn't question my thoughts. I just thought I'm right. This is true. I have to be grumpy because my life is so hard. Nothing is the way I want it to be. And that's true. So I'm grumpy. I'm upset all the time. But when you can see that, holy cow, you just stopped that automatic, like autopilot way of living your life. Can't emphasize it enough. It's so good. All right. Now we want to get to that emotion. Sometimes it's enough when you acknowledge your thought for the emotion to also be broken. It doesn't have power anymore. Um, cause you're, you're seeing your thought, you're aware of what you're thinking, but let's say you're still feeling the emotion that's attached to the thought that you're now seeing. You're like, Oh my gosh. Okay. <clears throat> now that you're aware, you can have some understanding for what you're feeling. You can also have empathy for what you're feeling. So no more are we, Katie, you're so dumb. I can't believe you can't get this. You're never going to amount to anything. You're never going to find love. You're going to be ugly forever because you're so incapable. Like that narrative stops when you see the thought that's causing you to feel um, depressed and unmotivated you can have empathy, like, oh my gosh, have some understanding for you in this moment. Of course I'm feeling so discouraged because look at what I was just accusing myself of. Look at the story I've been telling myself. That isn't even true. It's just my interpretation of my circumstances. I am so sorry. I'm so sorry I've done this to myself. I feel such empathy, compassion. I'm not going to criticize myself anymore. You're so dumb, blah, blah, blah. I understand why I've been so discouraged. I understand because I've been thinking, stemming from this circumstance, my partner left me, I had an abortion, and I'm thinking these thoughts from this circumstance. All right, pause. What else can I think? If this is my unintentional mean, meaning these thoughts are just swimming through my head all on their own, like by default thinking, if this is my unintentional model, hold up. What do I want to think? What do I want to think? That is what we were talking about earlier, how everything is playing out in my life exactly as it should, as it, as I want it to actually, as it needs to in order for me to have the best experience of my life. Everything is working out in my best interest for the greatest good to come about in my life. Doesn't that make you just see the, your situation a little differently? Maybe you have a little more patience or ease about the discomfort you're feeling in whatever you're going through. So, okay, I see this thought. What else can I think? What else is true here? Not just I'm dumb. What else is true is that maybe tomorrow I could be less dumb than I am today. Like what do you, what bridge thought is going to be one step above what you're thinking right now, where you're at right now? 
And then about the emotion, you see it, you understand, you can have compassion, empathy, and allow yourself to feel it. Allow to feel, okay, I'm, I'm sad. All right, let's be sad because it's, it's not inhuman to be sad. It's actually very human to feel emotions, any and all emotions. And when I let myself take some deep breaths, describe what this is like, sadness feels like heaviness in my chest all through my torso. Sadness feels like I'm cemented to the ground and I, I feel so heavy I can't even lift my arm. What is that feeling like? Experience it, describe it to yourself, take some deep breaths, I love myself even though I feel, even when I feel, because I feel, it's fine. And process that feeling. Either it will go away, like it will do what it's designed to do, which is express itself. So it'll dissolve and go away. It'll be like, oh my gosh, I don't feel sad anymore. Oh my gosh, I feel so much better. Or you you can set a timer and be like, I'm going to feel sad for five minutes. I have five minutes right now, but that's all I got or 10 minutes, whatever. And you might still feel sad, but you've given yourself the time to feel instead of ignoring, going on about your day, suppressing it, stuffing it, pretending like it's not there. Like you have given yourself some time to feel. Maybe it's still lingering. Maybe it hasn't gone away, but with practice, time, sometime. Okay. It's not forever. Cause let me just say like, how long have I been saying I'm dumb? How long have I been feeling hopeless? Cause I'm telling myself I'm so broke and my situation's never going to change. I just said like 15 years. It's not going to change in one, one five minute session. So be patient. It might take some time to let go of what we've built for the past 10 years. It's okay. There's no pressure. There's no rush. You are on this journey of your life and everything is happening exactly the way it's supposed to for you to have the most amazing experience of your life. It's happening in your best interest for the greater good. So we can embrace what the journey looks like right now. <laughs> All right. That was pretty good. I like how that went. Uh, thanks for listening. So I will be presenting this tomorrow to my group of ladies. going to be so good. I can't wait. And stay tuned next week for Miss Tony. I'm really eager to have her, to partner with her in the work we're doing together. And girlfriend, if you are like, um, I want to partner too. I want to do more work on myself for this greater good, or I want to change my life. I want to X, Y, Z, then set up a consult. You can do that by going to my bio link in the show notes. There's an application for coaching that you'll fill out and schedule your consult. And we'll talk about coaching like this together on what you want, your best life, your big goals, your big shift, your transformation, changing your thinking, looking at your abortion story, having a different perspective. Let's do it together. I can't wait. Have an amazing weekend. I'll see you next week. Hey, girlfriend. If you've experienced loss through abortion, you're not alone. 
So many women feel trapped in their experience and not able to share with anyone what they've been through or what they're feeling after their abortion. That's why I became a life coach for the post-abortive woman to support women through their after-abortion experience and walk into freedom, purpose, and happiness in their lives again through the power of coaching. If you want to finally be free of the pain that accompanies having had an abortion, I want to invite you to book your free consultation with me to discuss a coaching partnership together. Just click on the link in the show notes to find my application for coaching. And once you fill that out, you'll be led to book your call. Finally, it would help me so much in getting this podcast to the women who need it most. If you go to the podcast show, scroll all the way down till you find the reviews and just give a five-star rating. It's just a click, a little tap. You don't have to write anything and it'll only take a second to go to the show home, scroll, and click. I appreciate your review so much and the time that you've invested in yourself by listening to today's episode. Until next week, you are beautifully and wonderfully made.